You're listening to the Bromsgrove Standard Podcast because you have impeccable taste. Very warm welcome to this week's Bromsgrove and Droitwich Standard Podcast with me, Tristan Harris. Now we've got two guys joining us today from the former Garrington's Forge in Bromsgrove, which, depending on how old you are, you'll know maybe a bit about, maybe a lot about. Um, but I've got um, a sad feeling that a lot of people out there won't even know anything at all. So that's what we're here to talk about today. So we've got Mick Ball. That's it. You used to be the works convener, didn't yep. you? Yep. And we've got Patrick Proudfoot. And started as GKN in 1948. Garrington's itself um, came into being after that. And you both started in 1968. Yeah, that's right. Same so date, that, May the 10th. March. Was, no, March. March was it? March. So crazy times, and if you think about that now, it's yeah. like 50, 50 years ago, getting on yeah. 60 yeah. years ago. Yeah, Shocking how time flies. So tell us a little bit, uh, Mick, about um, Garrington's and what it was. Well, it was, it was uh, initially, when, when actual Garrington's came into being at, as a, a company there, uh, it was forging, which was steel from billets into conrods and whatever. And it's all, all parts and components for the... Uh, the auto automotive market. industry tractors. Yeah, you know. So it was metal forging rather than steel, uh, yeah. <coughs> rather than um, uh, making yeah, fake banknotes. It started actually with with, um, with tools, didn't it, Mark? Yeah, it spanners, spanners and, and that sort of thing. Is it King Dick? It was called. I can't think. It, I think no, it probably I was. Remember. I don't know if was a later name. Or, or we didn't know that, that one area because Garrington's was divided into different forging shops, as I said, both at the extreme ends of the um, company ground. And the one area of uh, B5, apparently most of the foundations were millions of old spanners, the spanners and things like that that they've got. Presses are mounted on top of them. <laughs> God, and, and put a footage on them. Yeah. Because we interviewed um, one of the former workers, didn't we, uh, earlier this year? Jeremy, you sent it through, and he was saying about the sound of the hammers. Um, all through mm. the night and oh stuff. gosh yeah yeah. I mean yeah. I, I used to write that, uh, some of the things that I gave you to, yeah. to you know you very gladly published about that heartbeat of of Bromsgrove was that thump 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 you know and of course when we when we stopped and that noise stopped it was it was really weird it's a bit eerie I would have thought it was yeah, yeah. actually I thought you could hear it in Katzel I live in Katzel and Katzel's like two and a half miles from Bromsgrove the wind was in the right direction then you could yeah. still hear it but it is, I mean, I suppose when you come from a town that's got such a, a major employer, like Garrington's and like Longbridge as well, to a certain yeah, extent, yeah. that does, like you say, heartbeat is a perfect word, isn't it? Because it's it a is, kind of yeah. comforting yeah. sound in the same way a baby's comforted by, that's right. by its mum. And it's, you know, well, it never bothered us, did it? I mean, it was just part of... It, you, you just accepted it after a little while. Yeah, yeah. So how many did you say that Garrington's employed at its height? Because it was Bromsgrove's main employer, wasn't it? It, it was 3,000 and... 200, I think, yeah, something like that, round about that. Yes. It's a lot of people. Yeah. It is awful lot. Like now, people will probably be more aware of Bourneville than um, Garrington's, uh, just purely because it's, it's still around and you've got the chocolate factory and mm. stuff, and the Bourneville Village Trust. Now, that, to a certain extent, was what Garrington's did with Charford, wasn't it? They built that's the right. houses built the for houses. the workers. Yeah, that's right. And mainly for the people who came down from Scotland. They come down from Scottish because Stamping, they didn't they? Scottish Stampings, which was an old forge there and had a lot of experienced men. And to lure them down here, they had to give them accommodation, you know. So they built their first houses on Charford. And the houses are still there. Yep. And, yeah. Um, the f- when were the houses built then? Were they? Most were built in the 50s. Yeah. The, I think the early it would be about mid-50s, wouldn't yeah. it? 
mid fifties, yeah. I'd say. And we must point out as well. Um, it's just occurred to me. This was the biggest forge in Europe, wasn't it? it yes, absolutely yeah, was. It was. So yeah. Bromsgrove was on yeah. the map. I mean, when we talk about you know things that put Bromsgrove on the map at the yeah. moment, this was what put Bromsgrove on the map back then. Yeah, and we yeah. we was making parts that a lot of the other forges across Europe couldn't couldn't make. Yeah, we actually had work coming from the Renault industry, didn't we? That's right. And they couldn't make them. But we, I don't know what it was. We made them any different, it's, you know, because the blokes are still the same. The thing is, though, with things like that, you know, very often it's it's you know something, and it's, it's right. like me, yeah. like journalism. Just, People talk to me about journalism, and I. I've probably forgotten more than I've remembered, but yeah. I, I still know more than most people, and I could talk to people for, about newspapers for a, you know a, a good hour, and they'd probably learn loads of stuff that they didn't know. So I guess it's just like that, isn't it? Once you've been trained in that way, and oh, yeah. the stuff yeah. you've done, and, and I mean, it was a fantastic employer, wasn't it? And a, the judge of a, a fantastic employer is the length of time people stayed there, and it sounds like a lot of people spent... We were talking about lives. the relationship between the workforce and the management there. And there always seemed to be this balance, you know. The, the management did what managements do, and the workers did what workers did. And uh, we came together on more things. I think in all the time I was there, 35 years, I think there was one day that we went out on a total strike. And that was a directive from And that was a directive office. from the head office of the, the, union. Of the union, and the whole country had to go out. And that's, so we complied. But there were no strikes that were actually initiated by the workforce there. Because... Which is amazing. Now, I mean, obviously things get um, skewed and swayed, don't they, when, they, when they're remembered in history. Mm. Whenever you hear about Austin, Longbridge and British Leyland mm. and stuff, mm. it's all, they're always out, Red Robber, they're always out on strike, they're they always they want more pay and stuff. But it, it, it's a, it the, sounds the, like the Garrington's was the exception to the rule. They, they were an exception, really. They were an exception at the time, because we did it in the 60s, 70s, didn't I, we? I think we realised, I mean, I always ended up as a convener as well. I mean, at the end of the day, if you've got a, if you've got a problem, you can sort it out. Yeah. Don't say, oh, we can go in. We're backing up with your own Going on strike wasn't which, the is, which don't prove anything, does it? No. And it doesn't get you anywhere. No. no. All it means is that the company's in a worse state because you haven't yeah. been making exactly. tools or, or whatever. And we are, because we've lost weeks of wages or time. Yeah. And you never make that money out. Even, no. if you, even if you win your pay rise, it would take you, you know, 15 years to make up what you lost. Yeah. In those... Well, it sounds like you were a better convener than most of them then. <laughs> because well, we there had, is, we had because... some very good ones, and yeah. we did have some not very good ones. Yeah. Uh, fortunately for us, Mick was you know, probably the best we had because he had to guide us through this terrible mess of us closing down. And perhaps what we're here to talk about as well today, and, and the loss the of our pensions, and, the pensions. And, and, and what happened, and, and the way we were so badly treated, really, at, at the end. Not just... By our owners, who, an awful lot of hypocrisy went on, didn't it? Oh gosh, yeah, but not just by our owners. It was by well, it was by our owners, which was. Um, we, well, we, I think we all put into it at that. We was taken over by the Prudential Group, yeah, because they was they got a whole arm with theirs was called PPMV, and it yeah. was a uh, venture capitalist. Okay. Well, they bought stuff. Yeah. Now, obviously, we can't go into too much of that. Oh, no, they're no, like, no. They're not here I'll, to defend just, themselves. Yeah, no, no. I just want to tell you. Um, yeah, so, but that's happened so often, doesn't it? Oh, that happens like in business. In, in Rome, I, I think, with the, I uh, think, the Phoenix I think if you well, talk to most of the people there, I think they understand that there are things like that that happen in business. The things mm. that we don't like, 
is if we're going to be losing our jobs, you know, en masse, the least that the management and the owners can do is make sure that you go out with, a, you know, your pension intact, your, your redundancy agreements that you had attacked, uh, intact, and things like that. We didn't. We got less money in our redundancy than we should have got. Less money than the people who made redundant earlier. We had to fight for, yeah. for what we got. We had to fight they they didn't the want way. us to have any of them. We just no. claimed it off the state. Hmm. And that was no good. So, so just before we go to talk, we'll talk about the pensions in a second. So when was it? Cause it was, it, was it 2002 that it closed? March 28th. 2002. Yeah, because yeah, I remember I started in 2001, so I've been a long time as well, and I remember the marches through Bromsgrove. Oh, yes. When well. was it it started to go downhill then? When was the, the takeover? And... Well, actual fact, I mentioned earlier about the, the Renault Industries, that they re, re perfected the job for them, and we no longer done that, and they shipped it abroad, didn't they? Yeah. But it, it took us a long time to get it right, and we got it right in the end. And as, at the end of the day, you know, it's... It, Appears to be set up beforehand, put it that way. When they bought us, we weren't told. Well, we were told. Because we, we, we had a fantastic, they had the whole people from all over come to a big meeting at the Chateau Ne. Yeah. And they had the big yeah. bosses there telling us what the plans were in the future. And if you'd look what happened in the next 12 months, you'd think, yeah. These are guys who really want to keep this place going because they tidied it up, they painted floors. You know, when we were forging and stuff, they painted floors. Everything was painted, make spick and span, all of it. And we're thinking, that's just brilliant. You know, this sort of moving us up into the world as it were, forging. We was the headquarters of the group. Yeah. And they told us at this meeting, now that we're taking you as a group, you are a group, but you must survive on your own credibility. If you can't make a profit in that company there... You will close. If you can't make them up there, you will close. That didn't happen. Well, I suppose this is the danger, isn't it? Mm. They're coming from the outside. Garrington's was a community. Within Bromsgrove, you had the Charford houses. Mm. You had everybody. Everybody probably, like, I mean, I'm, I grew up in South Birmingham. Everybody knew someone who worked at Rover. Oh, yeah. yeah. Stuff, so. <laughs> so it was like that. They were coming in from the outside. And do you think there was a case of they were looking too much at the bottom line and that's all they cared about? No, no, no. They were looking to close it right from the beginning. As we said, they were, they were uh, the... What's the arm from there? The... PPMV. Yeah, no, the venture capitalist. venture capitalist arm of hmm. the company. And once again, we must say that they aren't here to defend themselves. Oh, no, 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 no. But that is what venture capitalists yeah. do. They go in, and especially to companies that they feel are worth more close to yeah. them. They bought, open. they bought us That's on what they told us, didn't they? January 29th, 1997. That's when they bought us. Yeah. So and from 1997, and we didn't know... To how many how many months before we closed? Um, it would be probably three months, four months before they closed. That they, that, that they were going to close it. So this, I mean, this company then, it's lasted fifty years, best part of fifty years, yeah. till they came in. Mm-hmm. Then over the next five years, it's wound down. Yeah. Workforce, and we all know now. I mean, even it, it, it's whatever era you go in, people always rely on jobs, don't they, to put food on their table for their families and well, things. Well, they used to feed all most of Charford, didn't it? Yeah, the people who were there. And I remember the emotion at the time. I remember turning out oh, to yes. cover the, the, the demos yeah. and, and the marches and the um, 
the statue, the, fa- the yeah. famous Garrington statue. The snow in the Bromsgrove um, Museum. The Museum, so you can yeah. see that there. Um, and the marches were incredible, and the, I remember the, the floral tributes oh, and the coffins and That's everything else. That was the I remember that like it was yesterday. I know it was. Yeah. It, I'm sure you do as well. Oh gosh! I mean, that was what 18 years this, ago. This now. bit there. It was made by was the apprentices. And that was, that was a, a loyal, yeah, that's a loyal. Yeah. The line, Garrington's which was one of the Garrington's stamp. It was made by two apprentices as a project. Yeah. That's so, all the components we made, that was. Yeah. Crankshafts. And, and it was just, I mean, the, the skill of the workforce. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yes. Ford, uh, I mean, some years before they brought in new uh, quality measures, and that was something that was going all around the world, didn't they? Mm. And... Ford, who insisted that we have this quality certification, yeah, and pressed for it, and we spent a lot of money getting that in, and then they took their work away to somebody who was cheaper. Hmm. It had cost us money to, to come up to the standard they wanted of us, but they, de- they de- then went to the cheapest person and they, who hadn't got that qualification. And we said, why did they make us do this? Then, uh, about 12 months later, they had to bring some of their forgings back because these guys couldn't make it. So they had to bring it back to us. So it was a false economy, really. It was, it was. And it was. But it these just, sort of things hit, hit yeah. companies badly, you know. Well, the last, last year we closed, we had, we, the week, previous year we had earned a million pound profit. And for this following year, we got a £46 million pound order book. £46 million and they, pound order and book. They and they closed And it. they stopped anybody else from buying it. Now, I've only yesterday I found out, or I think I found out, why. Apparently, if you sell a company on to somebody, you have to pay X amount of that profit to the government in a, in a kind of tax of some sort. I'm not, I'm not sure what it's called, but it's quite a large sum. I think it's something like about 26% or 28% or something like that. But if it goes to liquidation, you pay nothing. That's true. And I suppose the other obvious one is that you're getting rid of the competition for what you do next, would that be thing? No, there was nobody really to compete with us in our field. It was just a purely... We was, was the, we was the top forward in Europe. Yeah. Our, Not just our, the biggest, but the, the top. Yeah, the most skilled. Our personnel director, Mr Lamont, told us on more than one occasion that the, the company was worth more to just sell off hmm. than it was making forwardings. But the difference was, it might have, it, it's only a one-off when you sell it. Yeah. If you've got the business, you're making money all the time. Yeah. It's if you give any, if you give any stockholder and say, "Hang on, you've got these stocks and they and they worth you know so much, and you're going to get you know a hundred times that if we, if we sell this off," those kind of people are in there to make money, and they say yes, please. So when you yes. think about it, so people's the, lives, businesses don't really matter. When you think about that, we were supposed to stand on our own feet, yeah. each company. Oh, yeah. And we did. We got £46 million pound order because of all in. Yeah. And we were supporting the other companies. And we were supporting well, a lot of other companies. Yeah, they used, our, they they used our profits yeah. to support the companies that weren't doing well, which is not what they said when they started out. They said, you will, you will fall or stand on your own hmm. cognizance. And the other companies were losing money and we were... Helping them, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. But also, I mean, the people who supplied you with the stuff you need to make the machines to make the stuff as well. well I mean, there must have been some kind of supply. And, and they, they were worse because, mm. I mean, when they shot as quickly as they did, 
people who'd been supplying the stuff to the company didn't get paid. Because the com- like big companies, they always pay people three, four, six months and, you know, later. Yeah. They don't pay straight away. Right. So all these people lost. Businesses went shut. And then we move on to the pensions. Mm. Now, obviously, there are protections in place these days, but there wasn't back then. So tell us a bit about what happened with the pensions. Let me go around. Well, we uh, initially, we was told that your pension, you you're 42%? Oh, hang on, let me get it right. 48, uh, 48, let me think, 42% we'd have had, that's all we'd have had out of our pension. That's all. It was only through protesting and, and went along, took the, the Labour government to, to the European courts and we defeated them in the courts and uh, they then introduced uh, PPF mm-hmm. and of course, that, that didn't include us, PPF didn't, but we, we carried on protesting. That's the Pension Protection Fund, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the, then they brought in FIS, Financial Assistance Scheme, which is what, what we come under now. And you are still fighting. What percentage are you up to now? Or, or well, most that, well this members? is really strange. Well, we, can tell you. When we had FIS, they made, spoke with, the agreement was between the union... And uh, the government was ninety percent they'd pay us. It's what we what we should have had. Yeah, depending on what what, what our pension could pay us, the FAS would make it up to ninety percent. Right. But but since then, when we got this, they worked, worked out everybody's was all different. Obviously, on what you earned, your, your pension was slightly different, not a lot. Yeah, different. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the day, you was uh, you were stuck there with uh, the initial one, which was. We thought it was reasonable, but we were still going to fight for the hundred percent anyway. Because yeah. It was no fault of ours. Well, it was it was just the yours, wasn't it? Because yeah. when, when you're working all those That's years, right. you're looking forward to it. You're paying in. You're thinking, this is what I've got to look forward to during my retirement. And then for someone to to start with, pull it away from you and say forty two percent, which is less than half. Obviously, you, you, yeah. you, everybody yeah. got plans to retire and what they wanted to do, and all those plans were just. Shut down yeah, yeah. in a second. It was, it, was a, it was a combination. Well, you, you carry on. At the, the end of the day, now is the fact is when we found out that every year a company called um, Legal One General, yeah. they actually took the pension scheme over. The pension scheme was offered to Prudential because they was yeah. the owners, and they didn't want to know hmm. for obvious reasons. Well, no, obviously they didn't want to get themselves involved, did they? Really? And this Legal and General took over, and they started after spending five million pounds. Yeah. yeah, they spent five million pounds shuttling our money around. To who was going to look after it? So the people who had it got some money. Yeah, ten million pounds. Ten million was ten it? Million I beg your pardon. Ten million pounds. And that was they wasted. The, the, the company who closed the company down is, was a company called KPMG. Yeah, you must have heard of them. We've heard yeah. of Everybody's them. They are KPMG. yeah, KPMG. That's death sign of death, isn't they? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and at the end of the day, they they was guiding the Prudential's venture capitalist people mm. that was guiding them down the road what they got to do. Mm. Uh, <laughs> no matter how you look at it, you think back on it about it and there's a bit of a one or two... Well, I don't say we don't want to say, say anything. We don't want to go into no, any legally good details. We can just say without even naming names that there were certain... Uh, there was obviously something going on. Who, 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 who took early retirement... Yeah. Their full pension and a big golden handshake. All the managers were there with a full pension. On contract, as contract managers. 
Yeah, which you do see quite a lot as well. Even in the NHS, you get yeah. people doing um, bank nursing and stuff, and they're getting paid more than the regular um, 37 hour week. Yeah, people. but I mean, they're new, so I mean, they knew what was but, happening. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, yes. so no, they no, no. so they so going they back, lose their pension. Going back to the FIS, yeah. uh, legal in general, it, within their agreement with their pension, we could have anything from two and a half to five percent yeah. as a indexation. Uh, and at the end of the day, we, it worked out really, probably 2.5%, 3% is it usually. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they go to that at the end in April every year, yeah. that was your pay rise for yeah. just to keep your, your money up to. Cost of living. Cost the, of living. the FAS yeah. took that amount off, off what they paid you. So that we didn't really get a pay rise at all. No. Well, they had 90, 90% now, is probably down to 74%. We had 90% on the first payment they made us. Yeah. And the next year, 74. because we had plus 2% from our yeah. thing, oh, yeah. they took oh, 2% off. Yeah. And then, so, so the, the percentage increase that you should have had taken off the initial every amount, year, every year, it is getting less and less. And less, and less. You were technically worse off when you oh, think, yeah. when, when obviously oh, gosh, when yeah. you were planning your pension, you were thinking... Um, you know, I will I'll at least we'll be we'll be keeping up with the standard of living and, and the cost of living. Well, that's, that's your idea, isn't so it? So, where are we now? What, what's what's the next stage? Well, we well, so we we are still we actually we've just been trying to fight that. We've just been talking to the unions, and we've uh, they got a bit of spare money. The unions did, and they said, well, if you've got to go and do any travelling hmm. or whatever, we'll pay for your travelling. So we point- managed to get a we managed to get a silk now, haven't we? Yes. This is important. We managed to get a barrister yeah. uh, who thinks that we have a very good case. Well, he, he's actually taken a, a court case through on the similar grounds to us, but it, it was uh, mainly directors on, on, on what yeah. he's doing. Yeah. But it, it will still should still affect us as well mm. because indexation should well, come in. Well, often what will happen is if you've got one landmark case like that that goes yeah. through, you, yours yeah. should be yeah. a lot easier. Yeah. Case that will pave, pave the way. Yeah. Um, and just before we move on to the reunion, because we want to end on a high, we don't want to yeah. end on a depressing, um, although obviously we understand the seriousness of the fight, the, the main thing that we've got to talk about is the reunion in um, a couple of minutes. How many people are affected by the pensions at the moment? How many people have... Across the group? Yeah. 1,400. So 1,400 people not and, getting what they deserve. And, and going down every year. Well, yeah, popping. And this, and this moves us on. We've got to go to a funeral next week. <laughs> yeah. And this moves us on to the reunion. Before, is... before we go there, can I just say that this wasn't the only hit we took? No. In that period that they took over, yeah. uh, we were summoned to a meeting and told by the works convener who would sort of been instructed by the management that we could opt out of SERPs. Right. No, it was before then. Was it before we, then? We opted, yeah. 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 And they yeah. said, you had no option. He said, and you, but you won't lose anything. Yeah. So we said, well, if you're not losing anything and you're not going to have to pay anything back into SERPs, what's there to argue about? Yeah. We're actually looking... And I brought, I brought a piece of paper with me today to show you. It'll be about £86 a week, worse off. £86 a week. So, but you're still fighting for that now, yeah? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, are, you will not stop until you... No, but unfortunately, this particular thing, we can't fight. See that it says there? Mm. Less contracted out deductions, £86 and four pence. Yeah. So that's how much we're losing a week because 
If we'd have kept on... We were conned. If we'd have kept on out. the... Uh, yeah, if you'd have kept up your contributions. So yeah. yeah. you would have still got Yeah, yeah. we'd have yeah. still got that. Yeah. And that, people don't realise, that's a lot of money, mm, That is it? a lot of money, yeah. £86 a week. I wouldn't say no to an extra. If my boss said to me, do you want an extra £86 a week, I would snap the hand off. And, and um, so, and, and yeah. because they didn't give us a piece of paper... They didn't. To, to, Word to, of mouth only. And always yeah. to convene at that stage. Mm. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. We had one of the... Well, not one of the better conveners. Don't be swayed to was it? Yeah. Lady yeah. And, uh, and, and uh, we were told... That, so, so we haven't got a leg to stand on. No. Moving on. Because hmm? we need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the reunions happened every year, hasn't it? At Cats Hill Club. It does, mm-hmm. yeah, so far. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's good to keep that up. Um, and like you say, there are, there is it's, they're always tinged with sadness, aren't they? Because you, you tend to lose someone a, along the way, at least, yeah, at least one each year. People, yeah. um, people have moved away, you know, yeah. you know, they've different places for jobs. Yeah, they've and gone, yeah, looking for jobs in different so places. So we, we've dropped down quite a bit, actually. People, yeah. people are despondent now because, I mean, we had, we had something to fight about, so, so they used to attend a lot, but obviously the attendance is dropping yeah. because... People no longer have that fight left in him. There are only people like Mick who has been in this fight from the word go and, you know, if it hadn't been for their tenacity, we wouldn't have even got the 90%. No. But looking at the positives... Yeah. It must be lovely to see some faces... Oh, some it is. Yeah, ...and reminisce about the days at Garrington's because it sounds like a unique place... I mean, obviously, I can't. It was. I can't. It was because it was, it was family. It was like a family. It was like a family. Honestly, it really was. People used to go to work. They do playing football. They would. They do it at home or somewhere. They couldn't do nothing. It's blokes used to go and say, "Oh, just load the eater. We'll do that bit for you." We'll do a bit of that. And that's the sort of place it was. Yeah. You know, if you come in, you wasn't very well. Yeah. And they say, "Oh, we we'll sit on the eater then." My it's wife like, is always in the press, and it brings tears to her eyes because when she sees us, she says, "You guys are like." Brothers who are meeting for a long, you know, haven't met yeah. for a long time, and and you're back to the old sort of jokes that used to say and things they used to say to each other. And do you remember this? And do you remember? She says it's it's lovely to see. She said, and it's still going on. You meet somebody in, in Bromsgrove High Street. Well, you can't and, walk down the old street. No, <laughs> no, and it's and it's still there. That uh, camaraderie, that that heartbeat yeah, from yeah. the hammers. Absolutely, the heart is still beating in every one of us. So how many did you, do you normally get uh, to the reunions? It, it, this, this time of the year now, you, as I say, a lot of people have moved away from the area. Mm. And so you can't contact them anymore, so you haven't got the phone number or whatever. We usually get, and you've done us proud actually over the years, you've put it in the paper on numerous occasions, haven't yeah. you? And uh, that, that does help. So we, I think the first, time, the first one we had was somewhere like getting over 200. Mm. In the, in the and that would have been in 2003, the first year after, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, but now it's, uh, it's it's just dropped off a bit. A lot of people died mm. and whatever. we got lads coming down from Scotland, Sheffield, and they come down every year. They come down every year. Because they come from a different part of the group. You know as well when you get on with someone, because you do, when you meet people, or you don't see people for a long time, sometimes if you don't see someone for a long time, then there can be a tendency, it's a bit like awkward silences and you stuff, don't but... I'm guessing from what you're telling me, there's none of that yeah. when they come down. Everybody's like, it's like, it's like the last reunion was the day before. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly like that. And there's people like these two over here, Bernie, who used to be 
nurse. The nurse. Yeah. And um, Mags here used to be uh, secretary personnel. Because he was, because we do, obviously, we, you think of a forge, you think of people uh-huh. hammering away all day long, but obviously you well, had your yeah. administration staff. Well, lots of administration you, Did you have a canteen and stuff as oh, well? Oh, gosh, Canteen yeah. and... Uh, canteen was actually closed when we went into Europe because yeah. it didn't match the standards, so they closed it. It could be all right now. <laughs> I've been to France and seen, oh, and seen how they do things, and they think, oh, they aren't oh, yeah. taking much notice of the European rules. No, so it's not Coco Van and all... But, but, but these sort of people, yeah. these two are always at... Our reunions. Yeah. And they are people that, like, all the guys there knew, you know. Yeah. You went to the nurse for something the other in all the years that you worked there. You always got, you know. Mm. And uh, I suppose that that's the thing, isn't it? Because if you're in a different department of a factory or a different section, then you might only see people who work on your station. But then things like canteen staff, yeah. administration people, that's right. nurses, you they will say, have to go and see them at some point during yeah. your time. Yeah. Well, because of the, the nature of the work, uh, the nurse used to see more of the Pressforge lads than anybody else. Because they used to get burns and God knows what, and from, from what they did. Yes. Yeah. At a time, and, and, and also generally see more of the Ugani. Yes. Strip off! <laughs> <laughs> We'll leave that there, all, all our mucky clothes all that and get the, uh, All the ladies and gentlemen watching us come out of the showers. <laughs> it's a different world so, today. So, we'll <laughs> so, just if in case people want to know, we are going to get a piece forward for this week's paper as well, and we'll get one online. But um, So, when's the reunion taking place? Eight, uh, tw- 20th. 20th. It's, u- it's usually so the last Friday in the month. So it's the last Friday in the month, so that is this, but well, it isn't this time, but no. it's uh, this. We move it forward to, to open Council Club, and they're struggling for money. Okay. And they got a big, right. big show on that night. So they got a big we'll show. Do, so we'll move forward. Because of Cattails. Uh, yeah. That's perfect then. So next Friday, Cattail Club, 7 30 start, is it? About eight. Eight o'clock yeah. starts. I start coming in from 7 30. If you were to Garrington's, or I bet it'd be nice to see the rallies of people as well, wouldn't it? Like people if well, you do, there, wives come. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, like grandsons and sons. Why not? Everyone's Why not? welcome to go and celebrate Garrington's yeah, and the contribution it made to Bromsgrove life. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. And um, as well as that, obviously keep us posted on your pensions, folks. It sounds like that's going to be ongoing. And also, um, yeah, if you've got any other events in the future. And if you do want a little bit of an insight into Garrington's as well, there is that display at the museum, isn't it? The yes, museum. I've got some yes. discs at home that they, they actually printed. Yeah. I could have, could have bought that, couldn't you? You could, have, you could put that on, couldn't you? Yeah. I've got, got them at home. Some various things with on, on uh, protest. Or, or they even come round to, to the house and they, they followed me to Bromsdale, to, to Garrington's. Oh, in to do, doing this... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where you work and what you had to do and where you was, look. Uh, so is it, is, it, is it a video? Or it, just... Or no, just it's, sound? On, it's on a disc. Okay. Yeah, but is it just sound? Audio or... Is, 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 it, is it video as well? Or just audio? I don't, I don't know. I mean, looked at it for you for ages, to be honest. I've still got on there, though. But if you want to know more about Garrington's, um, then obviously you can uh, go to the museum and there is the... Um, social club cattle social club reunion next Friday starts at eight. Thanks ever so much for joining us, gentlemen. Thank you very much, Tristan. Thank you. And good luck. And if you'd like to come up, come up. Okay. Yeah. Cost you, know you a penny. Always, uh, you get you know a big roast. Yeah. Excellent. 
Um, just going to go through some other news as well. Obviously, the big news at the moment is the big C word, the coronavirus. I'm yeah, not going to yeah. go into too much detail on that because it's all on our website and it's such a, change, a fast changing story. All the latest updates, bromsgrowstandard.co.uk, druidstandard.co.uk. One of the main stories we've got this week um, is the layout of Bromsgrove bus station set to be transformed. Work starts on Monday. That's going to be for 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite a strange thing that they're doing. They're actually moving... Well, they're moving the bus to the... Well, they're going, to, they're going to reduce it from five stops to four stops. And then one of the stops is going to have the taxi rank in it. So they're going to move the taxi rank over the other side of the road. Mm-hmm. Because I think the thinking is, is because that's the passenger side of the taxi, it's going to be safer for pedestrians. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it'll possibly, make it clear. Yeah, yeah. They're also moving the bridge, making that wider. They're moving the crossing to be lined up with the bridge. So it's all to do with the walking and, and, and cycling routes that they're going to be, um, going to be uh, trying to improve. So where are they going to put the buses to start with? Well, the buses, the well, they're going to work. Think they're going to do little bits at a time, oh, right. so there is going to be enough space. It did say it's going to drop down to three um, bus stops. You're quizzing me better than I'm quizzing you. You should be, you should be in my face. Um, yeah, there's going to be three, uh, three bus stops um, at the time, and then um, it's going to, I think they're going to change it and alternate it and stuff. But, um, yeah, just be warned of that from Monday. Ten weeks' work there. And Bromsgrove's always congested, isn't it? So people are, are used yeah. to... Yeah, uh... we, 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 we're a bit worried about some of the um, things they're spending money on at the moment. Mm. Uh, you know, resurfacing footpaths. Mm. They've, in, in the road that I live in, Bishmore Crescent, they've resurfaced both the footpaths. Used to be slums, haven't they? And the road, none of which needs doing. And we're upset because we know that there are lots of potholes and oh, things really? like that around the thing that really need doing and we can't understand why the council is spending money on this when they could be doing when they could that. be spending it on potholes because I mean you know, they, I don't know if they've got a budget that they've got well, to spend well we are funny enough it's the budget today and I think there is 600 million is it or on infrastructure and potholes is going to be a big part of that so we'll watch this space for that mm-hmm. I just want to do a few standard shout outs a big shout out to Rigby Hall School who had their new library opened by award-winning Indian storyteller Peter Chand on Friday. It was to celebrate World Book Day as well. He was greeted by the staff and pupils, all wearing pyjamas, to encourage children to read in comfort at home. So that's a nice <laughs> feel-good story that's on our website. Yeah. Now, anyway, in the paper this week, three pupils actually designed the library with Sam Craig from All Play Solutions, and they shared the ideas. Then over the February half-term, of course, the school was closed for a week, him and his team transformed the library with their wishes, like castles and dragons and things. So we've got a story on that this week. And a big shout-out as well to two girls from Balbroughton Primary School, Kerry's Hickman, 10, and Mary Muthalvoe, um, 11. They've won the top prizes in Pearson's My Twist on a Tail um, contest. It's, um, it was a, basically a competition that challenged them to um, take a an old fairy tale or a fable and put their own modern twist on it. So Kerry's created the eco-friendly wolf um, and she won the key stage two section. It's centred on the three little pigs and it featured a kind wolf who did cavity wall insulation and he wanted to address climate change and his huff and puff showed customers how drafty their homes were. Later he teams up with a team of the three pigs who were eco-builders 
to build a new village called Huffalot. So that sounds a lovely tale. Um, Mary's modern-day Goldilock story, Goldie and the Three Shop Assistants, um, won the West Midlands regional category. It features Goldie, who's always on a mobile phone, and she finds herself on the wrong side of the Three Bears Company. The pair did extremely well. There was 3,000 entrants for this competition. Excellent. And I think there was like 17-odd winners, and two of them were from Belbroughton School. So well done to them. And if you go onto our website, you can click through and read their stories. We're going to quickly go through a football... Um, um, we're going to start with Droitwich because that's the most um, cheery this week, shall we say. Um, Droitwich last night, they had Bustle home in the league. They won 9-0. Um, Connor Collins, four goals for him. James Lemon, three. Alex Dugmore and Hayden Morris, a goal each. Um, that now puts the Saltmen atop on uh, 46 points. And they're 11 points clear of the second place team with two games in hand as well. 28 matches um, to play in that division, so Droitwich have nine games left, and Scott, who are second, only have seven. So a couple more wins, Droitwich will get that promotion. Um, the game was called off at the weekend, which would have been disappointing. Um, but this weekend, because Droitwich play at Starport, it's Starport in seven at the moment, rather than Starport on seven. Um, so they can't play there. So they're alternating their games. They've played in Warsaw and a few other places. This weekend, they're at the Victoria Ground in Bromsgrove. So, um, three o'clock kickoff on Saturday against Gornall Colts. They're in sixth position and they've got Tipton Town next Wednesday um, and they're in ninth. So, hopefully, they'll get a couple of those games in hand caught up because it's better to have the points on the board, as all football oh, fans yeah. know, <laughs> definitely. Bromsgrove Sporting, now there's good news and bad news. The good news is they had the top crowd in the league again against Barwell, 846 people rocking down the, the, uh, the Victoria Ground. Second highest in the country at that stage of football. Bad news, they lost 4-1 at home. Um, Broadhurst scored Sporting's goal. Now, they've lost two defeats on the trot, which is unheard of at the moment for Bromsgrove because they keep getting promoted. And you think, sold it. you think, can they make it again? Can they make it again? And start of the season, it would have been a consolidation season for them because they've, gone, they've made such progression. But I think now, if you ask them, they've seen that they were like first and second earlier in the season. Mm. I think they will want to at least make the playoffs. Brendan Kelly, the manager, admits promotion's probably not possible now um, directly. So it could be another exciting summer with some playoff matches. Can our hearts take it? I don't know. But the good news is they can bounce back this weekend at Redditch United. There they, oh. beat, they beat them 7-1 earlier in the season. As long as you don't rain. At home, yeah. No more <laughs> rain, please. Um, and hopefully they can reenact the 7-1 um, thrashing they dished out to Redditch earlier in the season. So, can I tell you about two things that for notice? Yeah. If you like. On Charford, I'm, I'm chair of Charford Watch. Yes, sir. Neighbourhood Watch Association. Yeah. And we are planning, as part of a trying to reunite and get Charford people together, uh, we're going to have a Scarecrow weekend. Oh, fantastic. So that's going to be in conjunction with the BDHT, who yeah. have a fun day on, on the wreck. Yeah. So we're going to be have a, not a store really, but a tent or something there. And people can come and actually build children, adolescents, mums and dads, whatever, yeah. come and build the Scarecrows there, or they can build them at home. And what we want them to do is put them out in their front gardens for a week. Okay. So like Bell Broughton, like talked Bell about, yeah. people can come around Charford, drive around and, and, and see these things. And there's also going to be um, a prize, yeah. or prizes given for the best, for the best one. Okay. Um, I, I, I cannot 
confirm. Well, what we'll do, that, Pat, yeah. what we'll do, because we've got, um, we've got a lot of, um, I've been in talking to the chart of people about the, the, the plant the tree stuff and things that have been going on. So what we'll do well. is we'll have a, have a new podcast. We, I've already asked them That's to come on the podcast. Great. You yeah. can come on too. And we'll do... Um, Excuse me. We'll discuss all things Charford that and a special podcast. Okay, because we're running out of time. Okay. Thank you ever so much, Mick and Pat. Have you enjoyed your first podcast? We yeah. have. Yeah. And will you come back again? Really good. Yes. yes, I think so. Yeah. Good. When, stuff. We, when we get out, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. When you Wouldn't get, that yeah, be lovely? That would be lovely. <laughs> have a great time next Friday. <laughs> A big thank you again to Mick and Pat for coming in from Garrington's and hopefully that will all go well with the reunions and they'll have some progress in the pensions um, this year. Remember, if you want to get daily updates on our uh, website, you can do bromsgrovestandard.co.uk or drawitwithstandard.co.uk. If you've got anything you want covering, either in the paper or online or on this podcast, or you've got anything we want to look into for you, any events going on, please do get in touch. Editor at bromsgrovestandard.co.uk, editor at droidwidgestandard.co.uk. We've also got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. That's where all the conversation's happening, so please follow us on those social media platforms. All that's left to say, have a good weekend and a good week. Good luck to Bromsgrove Sporting and the Saltmen who are playing at Bromsgrove this weekend, and try and get yourselves down there to support your local football clubs. We'll see you at the same time next week. (laughs) 